Welcome to Shandi. My name is Katu and I'm a graphic design and advertising and branding student. On Mondays and Thursdays, you can tune in for motivation and reviews about moving pictures. Let's get started. Quick joke. Did you know that when someone tells you to hold your horses, they're telling you to be stable? Get it? Horses, stable. You know, you know. Okay, well, hi guys, welcome to season six of Shandi, and it is also the second anniversary of Shandi, which is just so amazing for me personally. I just, I'm very happy about it. So today is a Thursday, which means we're going to be discussing two moving pictures, one movie and one, what's it called? A show, TV show, yeah. So... Today is also joke day, which brings me to this question that I have for you guys. Why were the early days of history called the Dark Ages? Because there were so many nights. Get it? It's good, ne? Oh, guys, guys, guys. Okay, next one. Wait, says the tree. I'm a talking tree. The lumberjack smiles and says, and you will dialogue. Get it? Dialogue, talking, die-a-log. You cut a tree into logs. Great stuff. Now the last one, for now. Ever wondered why a piece of paper never wins a race? Because paper is stationary. Get it? Okay, well, that paper joke is now going to segue us into the first review of the movie called Good on Paper. Good on Paper is a comedy romance movie that was released in 2021. It's an hour and 32 minutes and it's rated R. So a brief plot would be that after years of putting her career first, a stand-up comic meets a guy who seems perfect. He's nice, smart, successful, and possibly too good to be true. So just based off of the plot and the good on paper, I immediately do not trust whichever guy is going to come into this movie, like immediately. And I'll get more into it later, but I think he was portrayed pretty well because I just did not trust this guy. So generally speaking, the direction seemed fast-paced but it also seemed really long for a one hour 32 minute movie i think because the plot is so normal it's not like you know it's not like fantastical or like there isn't any sort of like action because it's like that it felt really long even though it was a pretty short movie compared to a lot of movies that we have now and it was just yeah i don't know i think the at the end with the plot twist i was just like seemed really out of place i was just like this doesn't really fit here like at all like this was what is this doing here like i was kind of like am i still watching the same movie so that yeah i didn't enjoy that cinematography nothing to note because there's nothing i can really remember 
Nothing was really memorable. Nothing stuck out. Stuck out. Hectic. Nothing stood out. And yeah, the writing was predictable because once again, the plot was really simple. And you know, you have the main character who is played by Eliza Schlesinger, who's also a stand-up comic in real life. And you know, there's this common trope in movies where you'll have the main character who's usually white and then the supporting character like their best friend or whatever like the funny best friend is usually a person of color and then the main character progresses in life at the expense of the character of color you know there's that so that dynamic is also here um yeah and it's just i think it could be I was really excited for it because I generally I enjoy Eliza Schlesinger. I think she's very funny. And yeah, I just, you know, I I did expect more. The editing between the scenes of like the movie where we would see Eliza's character doing things, they would be like edited scenes from a stand-up show and it was uh that was quite novel for me so i was like oh, okay that's that's interesting but a lot of the times i couldn't see the connect between the previous scene and then seeing that stand up show so there was there was a disconnect for me and then yeah i was just like bro what is i'm confused but then in the end i realized okay i i see i guess you know what's 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 happening here costume design obviously costume design is such a cool like okay movie making in general is just a lot of processes and a lot of things to do and it's very cool to see and understand how movies are made and then to see such a small part of it that a lot of people don't take into consideration which is costume design and costume design is so cool like you cuz you know people use fashion to express themselves and you know to tell a story and you can do the exact same thing with characters so for example that supporting character I was talking about which is Eliza's best friend her name is Margot and she's played by an American Korean comedian called Margot Cho it's like you can see more of her character through her clothes through like what she wears at one point she was wearing biker shorts and a crop top and I was like okay I know exactly what type of person Margo is but this is like you know towards the end so I was like it's a bit you know but yeah at least it did solidify her character more because her character was just so shallow so set design dude like really set design and soundtrack I really nothing stood out at all so I just yeah I, I don't know what to tell you there hey And yeah, generally my basic opinion is that I did enjoy it for what it was. I think Eliza Schlesinger from what I've seen from her stand-up shows, the character she played is likely very similar to her in real life just because of how I've seen the way she talks and you know tells her jokes and like just her general stance and all those different things. So, yeah, I did enjoy it, but like I it's not the best movie I've ever seen, you know, like but yeah. So, I did 
enjoy it mainly because Schlesinger is like she's great and she's authentic and relatable in real life and then in the movie because she's so similar to her real life self from what I've seen I'm not saying I know Eliza Schlesinger please but yeah that's I enjoyed it that way and that's how I see her as a good actress because she portrayed that so well and then Ryan Hansen who played the his name is Dennis the guy who's good on paper like I said previously from the beginning I just did not trust this guy I was just like Mm-mm. I could just tell like he was like worming his way into her life he was being manipulative and like the lies he would tell were just like dude why would you lie about that just like literally good on paper was directed by Kimmy Gatewood and she's also the director of glow which is duh I actually don't remember what glow stands for wow but I from it's like a it's a show about um, women wrestling really really good I loved it I didn't finish it but from what I've seen I loved it and then atypical um, yeah it's also a pretty good show I'm sorry I can't remember what it is but I'll definitely put the links and the whatnots in the show notes which can be accessed by supporting me on buy me a coffee and yeah so that basically wraps it up for good on paper I mean I'm not I don't really like rating movies out of 10 because I mean I don't know I feel like I don't there's no merit in that I don't know but if I don't know dude I think it's about a five point something on IMDb and I would agree with that like I, I would agree with that and yeah so that wraps it up for good on paper and we'll be back we hilarious I'm just one person I will be back for the second review of Goku Fushudo So the next thing, <laughs> moving picture I'll be reviewing is Goku Fushudo, which is also known as The Way of the House Husband. This is an anime, it's currently on Netflix only, it's five episodes and each episode is less than 20 minutes. It's adapted from the manga of the same name from 2018 by Kosuke Uno and it's just so good like <laughs> i yeah at first i was like this is yeah I'll, I'll get into it so basically once i mixed up the words jacuzzi and yakuza now i'm in some hot water with the japanese mafia get it i bet you forgot it was joke day didn't you yep that was my joke as a segue to this tv show yep 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 it was from a user on reddit called ray rj jackson and yakuza if you don't know is the word for japanese mafia then jacuzzi hot water you know what i'm saying so yeah it's a pretty good joke in my humble opinion so generally like the show is record i'm sorry that was my mouth really said no but anyways the show was recommended to me by my best friend and my sister and i i'm happy that they kept like hounding me to watch it because it's a really quick watch you can finish it in an hour you can i mean i wouldn't even call it binging like it's literally just so short and 
I love the plot. It's very fresh. It's a different culture because I've watched quite a bit of anime, but I haven't watched anything about um, the Yakuza culture. So this definitely brought a little bit of an insight to it. At first, I hated the way it was animated. I thought, this is so weird. It's literally an animation. Why is there no movement? And you'll see what I mean, because even in the trailer, which is linked in the show notes, is you can just tell it's kind of like stop from animation and that's really annoying to me for like an animation like i i know it sounds weird but anyways other than that then i grew to love it and it's also a good like it's good for casual viewing and at first i thought it was very surface level not much thinking was needed what you see is what you get and i mean it kind of is like that but what you get is really good it's just a great show so basically it's about this guy who is a retired yakuza and he becomes a house husband that is that is what it is and the plot is just so out there and it's so absurd just like the main character himself he's so absurd that it's just like what am I watching? And that's why Tatsu is my favorite character, which is the main character. He's the retired Yakuza, and he was actually known as Tatsu the Immortal Dragon. And he's just so absurd as a character. Like, he's just so... He's very masculine, coming from the Mafia. And he's very, like, rough. And, like, he's always, like, grunting and, like what's the word it's not humming but like humming i don't know like he's always making sounds but like the things that he does i don't know if i'm saying that his activities are gentle because it's housework or like i mean the way he performs it is very gentle even though it's animated as if it's rough there we go that's what it is yes so my favorite episode is probably episode one because it really sets the tone and it sets the scene you, the very first scene, just like in the comic, he is standing at the... What's it called? He's standing with his back to the viewer and his hands on the sink and there's like steam everywhere and you see his back is full of tattoos. And it's like a huge tattoo of a dragon and you're just like, whoa, this is a, this is a serious Yakuza situation, you know what I'm saying? And then the next scene is him preparing a bento box for his wife. A bento box is like a lunchbox for his wife. And it's just that transition from such a masculine scene to something that's seen as so feminine was just, you don't realize that what you're watching is actually, I wanna say brilliant, but like just thought provoking is a better word. There we go, thought provoking. And it's just, it's such, I I really love it. I think there are some great one-liners and each episode is split up into, is it five or six like mini episodes, like mini plots? And it's just, I mean, I say just a lot, but like, you know, (laughs) in terms of the episode having mini plots, it's similar to Danchi Kokosei no Nichijo, which is daily lives of high school boys or Asobi Aobase, which is like the opposite of 
the same as the daily lives of high school boys but it's just high school girls and my favorite joke from episode one is when he uses a supermarket coupon to bribe police officers <laughs> and then when he realizes that his wife forgot her bento box because she was late for work he used a briefcase to carry the bento box to her on a bicycle and i just thought that was so funny because it's like why would you use a metal briefcase and then you remember oh yeah yakuza so you know it's just those different ties to the yakuza and then the different ties to house husband and then marrying those two i mean yeah marrying those two occupations together is just done really well so the main character tatsu is voiced by kenjiro tsuda and tsuda also voices characters from jujutsu kaisen shingeki no kyojin boku no academia nanatsu no tazai and as soon as i read that that's when my mind picked i was like oh yeah that is the voice from where where and like where where and he just has such a great voice like it's fantastic because it's gritty and it's definitely a voice i'd associate with yakuza and like just i think he was perfectly chosen and then if you see the other characters that he's voiced before it's amazing because all those characters fit with his voice because i mean he does have he does do a sort of characterization with each of his characters but there's definitely still that distinctive grit in his voice and i think it works perfectly so the director of the way of the house husband is chiaki kon and this person also directed backstreet girls golden time and two episodes of bleach so now there's this website called women write about comics and rosie knight sums up the way of the house husband really well saying that because she's talking about the manga itself not the animation but what she says still stands true for the animation as well so she says uno breathes life into what many see as the mundane task of caring for another here that dedication to another is bursting with loyalty and honor no longer boring but full of adventure there's something that feels radical and lovely about that finally recognizing the importance of all of the tasks which are pushed upon women or determined by society as women's work inverted commas expected of those who are tasked with the role of homemaker so i read a few pages of the manga and i can definitely see what night is talking about not only from the manga but also from the anime itself because the anime and the manga are almost like they're not word for word but they're definitely scene for scene like they're very similar and that was intentional from the creators they wanted it to reflect the manga as much as possible and that definitely shows and i think i understand why because the point of the manga is to see these household tasks being done and to understand how important it is in life generally to take care of people and to take care of the ones that you love and then the anime because it was on Netflix it would reach a lot more people as opposed to just the manga which was really popular in Japan 
so there's definitely like strategic thinking in doing that and yeah so after reading the manga the only change i could actually see was that the words are different in terms of the translations like on netflix tatsu's nickname is tachan like the honorific that chan and then in the manga it's written as tati which is just so weird in its own right for me personally but you get like the same vibes from it and the voice acting really pulls through the anime otherwise it really would just be like scene for scene and that's kind of it's kind of weird it's kind of boring so yeah in conclusion i think it's a great show i love it it's so powerful but in such a quiet way personally i come from a home that's full of a lot of people and you know we all have chores and sometimes i buy the groceries myself and sometimes i do the cooking so i definitely understand that dynamic of going to the supermarket finding long lines looking for the right ingredients looking for looking at different prices looking for the cheapest one but still having quality so you know and i do those things sometimes out of obligation because i have to but sometimes because i just want to cook something really different and really good so that when people come home they can eat something that's like fresh and homemade and be like ah yes it's good to be home you know that type of thing cooking and cleaning and all those different things is truly an act of love and to see a man who's deemed as like on the far spectrum of being masculine doing such like far spectrum of feminine work it was just a fantastic marriage and i'm really glad i took the time to watch this show read a bit of it read about it and i'm also glad i got to share it with you guys because i do think it's really quite a cool show so now to leave you cuz don't forget it's joke day my guys and women and people don't think i didn't i didn't click life is like netflix if you completely eliminate your standards there's more to enjoy goodness <laughs> guys man these jokes are fire bro okay so that joke was from contrite person on twitter and that is my cue to leave so enjoy the rest of your day have a great week and yeah man just do the things do the vibes Thank you so much for listening. It means the world to me and you'll be welcomed back with open arms when you're back for the next episode. Follow Shandi on Instagram at shandi.pod for updates and as a way to reach me should you have any ideas, questions and so on. So, I'll see you later.